0: This is the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. And this week, I'm joined by Samuel Gold of The Athletic, who put out a new video this week, breaking down the quarterback competition between Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson. And Sam, I, I want, I'm want i curious to know, how has the feedback been so far in this Russell Wilson versus Andrew Luck debate?
1: Well, first off, thanks for having me on. It's <laughs> The feedback has been a mixture of Seahawks fans being the vindication side you have Seahawks fans that can't believe there's even a debate <laughs> you have Colts fans who hate me yeah they they do hate me now that's uh, it's 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 been it's been painful I'll say that my 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 Twitter feed is it's been painful for the past 24 hours.
0: I I just have a hard time feeling that there's a whole lot of hatred among Colts fans when one, they had the first pick of the draft that season and they have Andrew Luck and they're very happy with Andrew Luck. And really, you know, to to play a huge spoiler in this entire video, when you rate these two quarterbacks at the end of your video, Sam, an eight point two for Andrew Luck versus an eight point five for Russell Wilson. uh, Are they really that upset over point three? Uh, Or is it just because you've said uh, definitively that you think Russell Wilson is better than Andrew Luck?
1: I think it's the latter. I don't think I think. Okay, so I've gotten a bunch of responses that are before I even watch this video, he's wrong. (laughs) Then I've gotten a lot of responses like from the same people. And I and I have like long threads with random Colts fans that are like, wait, now I just watched it. And I think he makes a lot of valid points. Uh, I disagree on one or two things, but where he is right now is pretty reasonable. And it's like, what, what are you doing, man? Like you, you start with he's dead wrong. You think it's semi-reasonable. And it's like an agree to differ on different points. And you end up, you know, around the same thing anyways. I, 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 wish, I wish everybody just took that mentality of let's wait to judge until you just watch it. Like I don't – it doesn't bother me if you disagree and watch it and you have things to correct. Or Like arm strength was one of the biggest things that – arm strength and accuracy are by far the two biggest things that people disagree with. Like it's like vision, improv, pocket awareness, anticipation. It seems unanimously everyone is is okay with that. It's accuracy and arm strength where people are going crazy over and I don't know if Sure. Like if you wanted to slightly disagree on those numbers, fine.
0: Well, see, I, I think what we're getting into then, Samuel, is that you clearly spent too much time with the actual analysis because it doesn't sound like you're changing anybody's opinion, uh, except for maybe the people who actually view the whole video. But yeah, I thought it was nice to watch the whole 22 minutes and see that you back up your argument both statistically and then showing your methodology too. And and so what was your starting point when, you know, going out how to make uh, the comparison between these two quarterbacks?
1: So my starting point kind of came from the Andrew Luck video I created about two weeks before this, that I took a long look at Andrew Luck. I looked at, you know, 500 plus plays of his season so far. And it was kind of a I wanted to see exactly how I felt about about him as a player because I've actually never really spent a long time watching him. Like, I've known he's good. I've seen him – I remember seeing him play in college. I've seen him play, you know, sporadically. But I've never actually taken, like, a long, detailed look at what he actually does. And that's where this kind of started was that it was that comment and then my already knowledge on the Seahawks and Russell Wilson from writing for The Athletic and for field goals before this and then kind of making those – comparisons of like all right so if i have these two quarterbacks sitting next to each other and i'm starting an offense who am i taking and then it was filling the blank of what do i value of from a trait by trait perspective like accuracy is by far the most important thing for me then you have something like vision and improv which i think are two very high quality traits those are next for me and then you have know, pocket awareness anticipation and then last but not least i don't uh, arm strength i just Don't value arm strength nearly as much as a lot of other people. And so it's people have argued over my percentages. People have argued over the differences between like a seven and an eight or an eight and a nine or, you know, (laughs) kind of minor details. And out of everything, it's for some reason arm strength is also um, like I have arm strength, for example, at 5% of a quarterback's value if you've seen my video. Right. And it's um, if you get a seven versus a nine. That's two tenths of five percent. That's one. it's point one difference. It doesn't matter. Like it's in the end, it just it's not that important to me. So, but for some reason, people love arguing on that.
0: Well, see, maybe we need to figure out how to game this percentage so that way the Andrew Luck fans, you know, because if you. Starting off with with accuracy, you know, that was kind of how you led things off. And I think this is maybe what riled up Colts fans is because Russell Wilson, you know, he hits the top of the scale on accuracy. I don't think you're going to get any argument from from Seahawks fans on that. But a seven, which is kind of average. For Andrew Luck, it, it seems reasonable. I mean, you have watched way more Andrew Luck tape than I have, so I, I have no reason to doubt it. But I have to wonder. I guess if Colts fans are arguing between a seven and eight, you know, if you if you do put at least you know bump Luck up to to eight points there instead of seven, does it give enough wiggle room so that way Luck can get to you know eight point five or eight point six and then
1: and then break out ahead of Russell Wilson in, in all of your factors? <laughs> I think if if you did that. You could do um a lot of people have argued luck should be an eight and Wilson should be a nine at most. So that so that so that's a two point swing on the thirty percent column. That, that would take them and over the, and the then, top. And then that that would probably almost either either even them out or get them eerily you know similar. Right. And then um other comments like arm strength, where people are like, Oh, these two have elite arms, they should be a nine or ten, and then you know, that that's that's where you can start getting that upward push on either side if you disagree on those kind of those two non-major categories Uh, but but definitely you can swing the numbers so that they get pretty close but I think but I think that's my argument is that I think that these are two pretty close quarterbacks and that and, and it kind of proves my point that I think no matter how you swing these numbers within you know like one or one or two within within reason I think these are two pretty evenly ranked quarterbacks and then you just factor in durability, and who do you take? Right, and that's and that's that's been my argument for, I don't know, since since I really started watching Luck, and since I kind of had a feeling this is where I would shake out, is that I I like both of them as players, but I prefer Wilson because the durability is huge. You don't miss twenty two percent of your games, and you get an instant nod for me.
0: Well, and you really kind of factored that in at the very end, that wasn't even part of the percentage where you, where you broke exactly. out durability because, and, and really I can understand why is because you're looking at that as a, a factor going forward and there's no way to to, to predict uh, future health. And uh, right. other, otherwise, you know, if like say rookie of the year uh, in, in that season with Robert Griffin, and I'm saying this knowing that you're a Redskins fan, uh, you would, yeah. you would be able to look at that and go, Oh, well, Robert Griffin, you know, he's, he's going to be in the same kind of competition with these three quarterbacks yet. Uh, I didn't see him. Why? Why did you not put Griffin in this analysis too, Sam?
1: Yeah, you know, you know, it's that hurts. That you can't, you can't, you can you can't say that to me without that hurting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, basically, uh, yeah, man. If I did RG three on this, it would, it would not be pretty. I'm looking over my uh, my charts and I'm I'm thinking of how which sections I would lower him. Pocket awareness would be ooh, in the gutter. Yeah. Anticipation gutter. Arm strength would be pretty good, right? <laughs> Accuracy <laughs> would be average, you know. It's it's just, yeah, dog. That's <laughs> he's he's not in this.
0: Group. I, I hate to bring up uh, past memories like that, but I did want to at least make the point to fans who are aware of your work that. The fact that you picked Russell Wilson over Andrew Luck, or, or that your your judgment uh, came out in favor of Russell Wilson, it's not because you're a writer for the Athletic for the C, for Seattle, because you are you're you're a fan of the uh, the Washington Redskins.
1: Yeah, and that's and it's to me it 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 comes down to the question of all right if if I am deciding to build a scheme or if I'm deciding to you know build a brand brand new team right this minute and I had the choice between these two quarterbacks. Which one am I taking just based on pure talent and then building around that? And to me, that answer is the answer is still Wilson. And then then you can get down to the the details of if I'm the Redskins and I had the choice between these two quarterbacks straight up, I'm taking luck in that instance because he's a better fit for Jay Gruden's offense. Mm -hmm. But if I was with Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay or, you know, um, maybe the Packers who now have um, Matt LaFleur, I would I would I would I would take Russell Wilson. But from a independent standpoint of if I get to choose literally every part of this offense and team, then I'm t- then I'm taking Wilson. And that's where this analysis kind of was trying to shape up to was independent of scheme, independent of receivers. So you adjust for drops and all the issues that come with scheme and separation, who who has just been better over the last seven years and to me, that's, that's where that check mark ended was that I think they're pretty close. Wilson gets the edge, then he gets the decisive victory when you factor in durability.
0: Now, have you been taking any heat from Seahawks fans saying that you ranked Russell Wilson too low when it comes to things like
1: vision and pocket awareness? Vision, yes. Uh, somebody argued with me last night about vision. In arm, again, arm strength is, again, that was the other one that, uh, that really seemed to— Get people because they're they like, how does Russell Wilson have a seven in, act, in arm strength when he's one of the deep ball, best deep ball throwers in the NFL?
0: And I just saw a video on Twitter, Sam, where Russell Wilson threw a football and it went around the entire world and and then dropped back down at the VMAX. So I feel like that should be a 10. <laughs>
1: I saw that, too. Yeah, and that's and yeah, exactly. And that's so from Seahawks fans, it's been probably 90. Uh, I'll, I'll say it's been 80 percent positive. who cares and 10% uh, or probably less than 10% of people that are like, ah, you rank these two traits low and you're not a believer or something. And then the most of the negativity has really come from either Colts fans, uh, a, a few select Colts fans. A lot of them actually said that they liked the analysis and just random one point differences.
0: Now, I, I thought you were spot on with even your criticisms of of Russell Wilson. And so that's what made me think, oh, well, the, the criticism of it, if you did an Andrew Luck video that was 20 minutes long, then it, that has to be fair on that side, too. So um, how much did scheme play into it for you? Because as you pointed out in the video, these two quarterbacks play in very different styles of offense.
1: Right. Um, and that's it's a, it's a huge difference when you look at. Uh, separation. It's a huge difference when you look at average depth of target. It's a huge difference when you just look at what routes are they throwing. The Seahawks, as we all know by now, are a heavy run first offense and they use a lot of vertical routes. And Wilson is basically asked to pick matchups and he throws either deep um, and he throws a lot of deep passes down the sideline. And that's basically it's been what he's good at. So you get those situations where it kind of is a 50-50 ball down the sideline, but with his accuracy and then you have a guy like Tyler Lockett who's great at downfield separation, and hopefully DK Metcalf can also add to this because he's really good at downfield separation um, or he can be off the line of scrimmage, then, then, then maybe he'll be even more deadly in that perspective. But if, but if you're looking at from a scheme standpoint, and this is something I pointed out in the video of with using next-gen stats, look, on average – was supposed to complete a pass on 66% of his passes. Wilson, 60%. And that's based on separation. It's based on depth of target. And a 6% difference on 500 passes is is 30 more completions. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that adds up to, if you had, say, 10 yards per attempt or something, you know, that's 300 yards. So it's a difference in just the ability to throw, to open receivers based on scheme that, Luck has had an easier time this last season of doing that. He's done it extremely well, but it's been easier. And even looking at pro football focus, you can say the same thing, is that they had his expected completion percentage at 74% with, with Wilson at 71%. The, the difference there is that it's adjusted completion percentage while next gen is non-adjusted. Hmm. And even then, it's th- and that's based on depth of target as their main criteria to create that percentage is. That pretty much proves that Wilson is throwing downfield more often, and he's overcoming that that scheme deficiency in terms of created separation and more difficult throws.
0: Yeah, you actually said in your video too that you felt like the Seahawks were kind of wasting Russell Wilson's talents.
1: Yeah, uh, and i I think that running the ball sixty four percent of the time on first down does that. I think running the ball on fifty fifty on fifty percent of the ball of the time. On second and long is is doing that, and it's if you compare across league averages, which is closer to what I would prefer, I think you're losing the the efficiency gains from passing that you'd get if you ran more play action, you ran more uh, quick game options just to help give yourself a second and five as opposed to running the ball in second and three or second and eight, or even even on a second and eight. Why are you running it when you can? Dial play action or why are you running it when even quick game will get you probably third and two better than a, you know, an inside zone run out of shock and will.
0: See, I could tell by watching the video, Sam, that that you and I are a lot alike and that we both like teams that can score a lot of points because Mm. points is a factor generally in winning. I mean, you need more points than the other team to win. But, mm-hmm. you know, I also I do like teams that win. And yeah, when I when I heard that criticism, Russell, I, I got to thinking, you know, that, well, the Seahawks were kind of toward the top of the league in scoring points. I think they're you know, like number six. There's, there's, uh, they made the playoffs. So I, I, I have a hard time maybe criticizing too much against the run because they're winning.
1: Yeah. And that's it's a great point. It's that. Um, and this is something that Softy brought up in the interview yesterday. This is something that. Um, I know Matty Brown brought up on uh, in his argument, uh, his article on the unfair criticism of Brian Schottenheimer, which was a great piece by the way, uh, highly recommend it, and it's right here on field goals. Something that it's it's hard to criticize results when they work, especially uh, on a team like the Seahawks who have what they made the playoffs every year except for one with Russell Wilson, and they and they've had this identity for a while.
0: Uh, and that was but, the Blair Walsh season. So I think we need to be fair that it yeah. wasn't Russell Wilson's fault.
1: <laughs> exactly. It, 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 yeah, 100% was not Russell Wilson's fault in that in that perspective um, when they didn't make it. My argument is that they were seventh in points per drive, which is a good metric. But with a quarterback like Russell Wilson, I think you can do better than seven. And while if you're a listener and while, you know, I've probably said this on Twitter too, it's that with this defense and with the special teams i think they have to be better than 7th in order in order to have a significant shot at at winning and a significant shot at at beating up opponents how many games last year were within one touchdown and it's they kept it that way and even in the even in the wild card playoff game something that uh, Brock and uh, Mike on ESPN 710 talked about was that they were within one score for i think the entire game until near the that's probably the entire right. game yeah and, it's, and so it's like, how do you criticize it when the game is close? It's, it's because the game shouldn't have been close. <laughs> right. and, 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 and that's my whole argument is that you let it be close. And how is that a good identity? You're, you're coming down to a coin flip at the end when, when why don't you just score more points? <laughs> and, it's, it, and that seems like something that might infuriate people when you say it out loud like that. But if, if it's possible to score more points with a more efficient offense by just passing more, and it doesn't have to be a significant amount Why not do it? And and that—that's where the genesis argument came down to.
0: And I think, you know, this year too, when the Seahawks go back and they evaluate last year and see, you know, just how run heavy they were, I have to think that there is some trend more back to the middle.
1: Yeah, I would really, really hope so. (laughs) And it's—it's kind of an interesting thing is that the the Chiefs are the exact opposite in terms of in terms of their belief in running the ball and. Or, or close to it. The Chiefs are one of those teams that they score a ton of points and they let up a ton of points. They were number one in points per drive at 3.25. Seahawks were seventh with 2.3 points per drive. But the difference was that the Chiefs were 28th in defensive points allowed with 2.4 points allowed, while the Seahawks were were 12th at 1.8 points allowed. So I mean, with that significantly better defense, and it's and it's true, it's that the Chiefs were. God awful on defense last year and and the Seahawks were at least you can argue average. Although I there's obviously bad games here and there, like the sure. 49ers game, et cetera. <laughs> why, why don't you score more points to help them out? <laughs>
0: well, and I, that's, I think that's what, you know, people who argue run versus pass versus, you know, defense versus offense. I think that's where we're missing a little bit of this information because I, I feel like in terms of personnel, the Seahawks personnel wasn't all that much better than what the Chiefs had, you know, especially looking at the Chiefs defensive line. Now I can look at the Rams and I can say, well, their personnel last year on defense especially was far better than both the Chiefs and the Seahawks, but they had that same issue too. You know, they put up a lot of points on offense, but they also allowed a lot of points on defense. And so when the personnel difference, when I can look at and see all the talent they have, it does make me wonder what the relationship is. And I don't know if we have the stats yet to really figure out why that difference is there.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because it's, you know, there's an argument that if you um, put up a lot of points, you're more likely to allow a bunch of points because teams are playing catch up and they're probably, they're probably throwing more because they want to get more points. Yeah. And teams maybe they go to more uh, prevent defenses and, you know, maybe they're playing more off ball stuff and they allow a ton more yards and, And and their goal is just to allow more they allow more points to allow the game to run down more quickly. I mean and and that's that's a whole entire statistical analysis, (laughs) maybe get Ben on here to talk about that. (laughs) Ben Baldwin. And but it's to me, it's your goal on either side of the ball, and this is gonna sound extremely simplistic, is if you're on offense, you gotta maximize points per drive. If you're on defense, you gotta minimize points per drive. And it's to me, it's how do you do that and how do you shape your system to maximize points per drive when you're on offense, since that's the topic of this video. To me, that means that you just have to, it's more situational passing, it's, or it's, it's more situational running. The Seahawks were actually, I think they were ninth or something, I need, I need to look it up, in stacked box, with the lowest stacked box percentages, which is great. But the Rams were number one, and they, they did it on 10% it was like seven percent of their carries were into a stacked box, while the Seahawks were at seventeen. Were in it was seventeen percent, mm. and that was based on scheme design. It was based on play design. There's ways to give yourself optimal runs. There's there's a way to make that to make running a an a more efficient play. And it's the Seahawks can do all this. And I I think I think that's that's my argument is that if you're gonna focus on running the ball, you better be in the top three and lowest stack percentages in the entire NFL. 'Cause that just automatically helps you. Right. Uh, it'll help, it help Chris Carson, it'll help Rashad Penny, it'll help, it'll help whoever. But if you're gonna if you're gonna pass it a lot, I mean there's there's no reason why you can't do that and then increase your passing attempts in certain downs and distances to help you out.
0: Well, see, it sounds like you've been talking to Ben quite a bit uh, in terms of the statistics and (laughs) too much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's you guys have a great lineup of people at The Athletic. You know yourself, you got Ben, you got Michael Sean Dugar. Uh, If people want to check out your video and check out The Athletic, where do they go to do that?
1: Um, So on The Athletic Seattle, it's NFL film room, Andrew Luck versus Russell Wilson. And then you can also check it out on my Twitter, uh, Samuel R. Gold
0: and uh and so for people who maybe haven't signed up for the athletic yet uh you know are they are they able to find it too or or this is uh they need
1: to do like a trial run uh it's it's also on my youtube and that's just samuel gold nfl and that's it's right out there uh, as well
0: you know what samuel i think uh judging by your mentions from colts fans and uh and this argument just keeps coming up on Seahawks Twitter. I I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon, even though I I think that uh, your, <laughs> your video did at least somewhat provide some statistical backup and some evidence that we can all point to now.
1: Yeah. And that's and my hope with this video is like, it's as something that uh, Kenneth Arthur field goals editor, he, he even pointed this out. It's like, there's no such thing. There's never going to be a definitive argument between these, these two players, at, at least until their careers are over and, you know, and and something drastic happens that completely separates them into where it makes obvious sense.
0: Right. If one of them rattles off two or three Super Bowl championships in the next couple of years, then I I feel like we'll be able to 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 maybe have more of an argument toward one over
1: another. Exactly. And that's and and the point of this video is never to say that this is just this is my belief. I've tried to back it up with evidence in terms of stats and film. Um, And this is just how I feel about the situation. And I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it's enough to convince people on the fence and that it's enough to create a conversation at the very least and not anger. Just create a conversation as long as you watch the video. And that's and that's
0: my whole point. Just tell Colts fans of Andrew Luck. All he has to do is be more accurate and then, you know, it'll be a little (laughs) more obvious. (laughs) Yeah, God, that would, that would go over well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam, uh, really appreciate you coming on to talk about your latest article. Check it out on The Athletic. And of course, uh, check out the content that Sam brought up right at fieldgoals.com. And uh, I'm sure we'll have more Luck versus Wilson debates there uh, as we go into the season. Of course. And thank you again for having me on.